Hey guys, I'd like to introduce you to a new podcast that I know you're going to love. Do you like travel? Do you like picturesque locations and getting away from it all? Well, this new podcast has all that and murder. It's called Slaycation, and it's a darkly humorous look at murders and mysterious deaths that took place on vacation. Hosted by a true crime fanatic, her comedy writer husband and his TV producing partner, Slaycation brings a unique perspective to chilling, thrilling, and WTF stories of vacations gone horribly wrong. From the twisted tale of Harold and Tony Henthorne, whose romantic anniversary in the Rocky Mountains ended with one of them falling off a cliff, to Angelica and Vincent, two recently engaged lovebirds whose Hudson Valley kayaking adventure ended underwater. Each episode of Slaycation will have you asking, accident or murder? But it's not just the stories that'll intrigue you. It's the discussion between a longtime married couple and business partners who happen to be Emmy-nominated TV producers. Each episode of Slaycation also includes humor, takeaway and travel tips that will keep your next vacation from being your last. If you're ready to pack your body bags, Slaycation is available on all major podcast platforms. Search for Slaycation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the 1970s and 80s, a monster hunted the Connecticut River Valley. Seven bodies found, one survivor, and no suspects. I'm Jane Borowski, host of Invisible Tears. I was seven months pregnant and stabbed 27 times, and I survived. My story didn't end that frightful night. This attack on me physically and mentally lingered for years. I'm Amanda Bedard, and I'm Jane's life coach and co-host of Invisible Tears. Jane is ready to share her story, and not just about her attack, but her healing process afterwards. As a platform for truth and healing, we are on a mission to help others that suffer from PTSD and help bring awareness to mental health issues. To hear my story and others, you can find Invisible Tears wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Strange and Scary Mysteries of the Month, August 2019. Strange and Scary Mysteries of the Month is a compilation of the weird, disturbing, and downright baffling stories currently happening in our world. From UFOs to serial killers, ancient sites, mysterious creatures, and even ghosts. These are the Strange and Scary Mysteries of the Month for August 2019. Number 5. Asteroid Barely Misses Earth. April 15, 2018 could have caused mankind's extinction. The asteroid that nearly hit Earth on that day was six times larger than the meteor that exploded above Russia in 2013. This 2018 meteor, dubbed as 2018 GE3, flew close to Earth and it got within 119,500 miles of us, which is half the distance to the moon. It was estimated to be 157 to 361 feet in diameter, but it wasn't just its size that was staggering. Scientists later discovered it hurtled around space at a speed of 66,174 miles per hour. 
Even though it was such a huge asteroid, no one had spotted it until it was disturbingly too close for comfort to our planet. As mentioned in 2013, a meteor weighing over 10,000 tons and measuring 56 feet wide exploded over Russia with the force of over 30 atomic bombs. This one was much smaller compared to 2018 GE3, but it still caused injury to over 1,000 people when it exploded mid-air. It also peppered the Russian landscape with chunks of debris, including a half-ton piece that fell in a lake. Well, recently, another near-miss happened on July 25, 2019. It came from a relatively smaller asteroid dubbed as 2019 OK. The asteroid had a flyby at only 43,500 miles away from Earth, which is roughly one-fifth the distance to the moon. It was estimated to be around the size of the Empire State Building and could have caused major damage if it hit a populated area or place like Antarctica. If it hit there, Major flooding along the coastlines would have occurred, wiping out major towns and cities. It was traveling at 15 miles per second, and perhaps the scariest part is that scientists didn't even know it existed until the day before it passed by. Ever since we started tracking large objects near Earth, 2019 OK is the closest one that has approached Earth so far. If it hit, scientists estimated it could have easily killed more than 100,000 people. But how common are these big and deadly asteroids, and what are the chances of them actually hitting a major area on Earth? According to Don Yeomans, the manager for NASA's Near-Earth Object Office at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, he estimates smaller asteroids like the 2019 OK could enter the atmosphere of the planet once every 300 years. Meanwhile, larger asteroids like the 2018 GE3 could be rarer. Although most meteors don't always pose a problem because they often burn up in the Earth's atmosphere, a large one could mean it might not completely fizzle out during entry. The recent Chinese satellite, Tangong-1, which fell from orbit after it malfunctioned, shows sometimes very little of an initially large object could remain after entering the Earth's atmosphere. But of course, even little objects and meteors could still do a whole lot of damage. We just have to hope they don't hit us. Number 4. Body of Missing Man Found 10 Years Later It was 10 years ago on November 28, 2019 when Des Moines, Iowa native Larry Moncada was reported missing by his parents. Larry was 25 years old at the time and working at No Frills Supermarket during the time he disappeared. According to his parents, Larry ran out of the home in 2009 after he became upset. They said that for the past few days he had been acting irrationally possibly reacting poorly to the medication he was taking. Weather conditions during the time were also poor. There was a snowstorm in the area, and when Larry left home, he didn't take anything else with him. No car, no shoes, socks, or keys. He hadn't been seen since then, and a decade has passed since going missing, but Larry's family kept searching, hoping to find out what happened to their son. It wasn't until January of 2019 when workers from a contracting firm removing the shelves and coolers of the now-abandoned no-frills supermarket when they discovered something chilling. The grocery store had been closed since 2016, but as workers dismantled the remaining coolers and items, they found a decomposed corpse pinned between the cooler and the wall. 
A DNA test was needed to identify the victim, and police turned to the Mankata family for comparison to see if it was their son, Larry. When the results came back, it was positive. Physical comparisons also matched the clothes the body was found in to the ones Larry's family described him as wearing when he bolted from home. But during the autopsy, no other signs of trauma was found, and so police believe his death was accidental. They think Larry headed to the no-frills supermarket after leaving home that day. He climbed one of the coolers and either slipped or accidentally fell behind it somehow. He then got wedged in the 18-inch gap between the cooler and the wall. The situation is possible, said police, since former employees said it was common for them to be on top of the coolers trying to access the storage spaces. It's likely the loud noises from the freezers might have muffled any sounds or cries for help from Larry. Even though his family is grateful to finally know what had happened to him, there are lingering questions. Like, for instance, how the smell of the decomposing body could have gone unnoticed by any of the workers or management. Even though the place was closed and the freezers no longer working, it was still odd no one noticed or found the body until 10 years later. Number 3. Ebola Virus Spreads in Eastern Congo it's now considered a global emergency. The Ebola virus outbreak in eastern Congo has ballooned as the second largest outbreak in the country. The first one showed some success and reduction when a new vaccine was introduced, but the disease has made a comeback and now controlling it has become harder. This is especially true now since the hardest hit areas are located inside a war zone. Currently, there's 2,577 confirmed cases and almost 1,803 deaths as a result. Right now, there's a 67% fatality rate according to reports. It's been 11 months since the outbreak started and it seems there's no sign of it slowing down. Confirmed reports of Ebola cases in neighboring countries like Rwanda and Uganda are also causing worry. The problem with the current case is that many of the people in the area are suspicious of the government health workers and the international medical community providing aid. When the outbreak was first reported in the eastern Congo, many health workers were worried because the area is largely controlled by armed groups who have been fighting over land, natural resources, and religion. When the virus reached the city of Beni, a town with over 350,000 people, the city was just recovering from a series of machete massacres which killed up to 800 people in the past few years. Although no one has been identified as the killers, it's believed they were rebels and that the Congolese army had something to do with it. It was further worsened when local politicians publicly insinuated the virus was another tactic used by the national government or by some hidden hand. As a result, conspiracies took root and this time, most people resisted going for treatment, let alone trust foreigners to help them. What makes it worse is that the medical workers and Ebola response teams often travel and rely on police or military escorts when treating or providing vaccinations. In the eyes of the locals, it makes doctors and health professionals highly suspicious and thus unpopular. Furthermore, the local army has also been reported to have opened fire on grieving families and neighbors when tensions arise. Often the confrontation happens when the Ebola responders try and take the bodies to take charge of the burial and prevent any spread of the disease. With the amount of distrust escalating, even international doctors and workers are attacked or harassed. 
At least one Ebola treatment center run by Doctors Without Borders was burned down in Katwa last February. Because of this, Doctors Without Borders pulled out of the city and the treatments came to a standstill. This caused the virus to spread unchecked and by the time treatment resumed, it had grown out of control. Ebola is a virus often found in animals, including monkeys and bats. It spreads through bodily fluids, which is why the highest risk of those infected are caregivers, nursing staff, and other hospital workers. The virus causes diarrhea, fever, aches, and pains, often mistaken as symptoms of malaria. But once the virus attacks the immune system, it causes blood clotting to malfunction, and the victims end up dying from extreme blood loss. Once an Ebola victim is identified, they need to be isolated and quarantined. The same goes for friends and family, or those they have had contact with to make sure they're not infected too. Preventing Ebola from spreading includes having safe burial practices such as not touching or washing the body, often common in some cultures. Washing hands every chance you get also helps in curbing down the possibility of infection. As long as they keep fighting off caregivers, it's hard to say how far the virus will spread. It's a dangerous situation that needs to be monitored closely. Number 2. 84-Year-Old Widow Convicted A well-known businessman in the community of Leon County, Texas, Johnny Al Britton, arrived home on May 14, 1984. As he entered, he was shot five times, killing him instantly. According to his wife, Norma, she was arriving home with her child and found their front door locked. When she looked through the window, she saw guns and called police. During the investigation, cops believed Johnny was killed in a robbery. There was a blanket discovered close to the body, which was used to carry some of the items from the couple's home. A bank bag with money was also missing. Two weeks after the incident, Norma was scheduled to take a polygraph, but... She accidentally shot herself, and so her test was canceled. It was never rescheduled, and Johnny's murder case soon grew cold, with no one knowing who had killed him. In 2015, Leon County Sheriff Kevin Ellis contacted producers of the crime show Cold Justice. He sent over the evidence from the investigation and provided a background of the case. The producers accepted it, and for the next few weeks, they worked with the sheriff's office re-examining details in the case. They spoke to countless other witnesses and persons of interest while using new technology to help shed light on evidence that might have not been considered before. To their shock, the new investigation led them to a different suspect, and one that was unexpected. It was Johnny's wife, now 84-year-old Norma. Norma was arrested and charged with the murder. After two days, she posted a $50,000 bail and was free to roam until trial. Police say the evidence shows that the scene was staged to look like a break-in. According to Johnny's daughter, Judy Robinson, she believes her stepmother was having an affair during the time and may have wanted out of the marriage. Even though the murder case was finally solved, there's another mystery that could also involve Norma. Apparently, three years before Johnny was murdered, their 13-year-old daughter, Pam, died from a gunshot wound. Police ruled her death as a suicide, but the case has still remained open. After linking Norma to Johnny's death, police are now looking at Pam's case again to see if her death was also murder and not a suicide. The Al Britton murder episode will be featured on Cold Justice over on Oxygen in 2020. 
Those with information about the deaths of Al Britons are encouraged to reach out to the Leon County Sheriff's Office. Number 1. Highway Killings in Canada They were initially thought of as victims. Canadian teens Cam McLeod, who was 19, and Brian Schmegelski, who was 18, were first reported missing and even as possible victims of a serial killer stalking the Canadian highways. Sometime in early June of this year, the boys told their family they were heading out to look for jobs. The two men are both from Port Alberni, Canada, and have been best friends since they were kids. They consistently checked in with their family after leaving, but then they suddenly stopped. Between July 14th and 15th, the bodies of young couple Cheyenne Dees, who was 24, from Charlotte, North Carolina, and her boyfriend, 23-year-old Lucas Fowler from Sydney, Australia, were found murdered on what is famously known as the Highway of Tears in British Columbia. The couple had just started their Canadian road trip and were seen alive filling up their blue van at a gas station just two days prior. Police speculate their vehicle broke down on the road where some sort of conflict occurred and at some point both were killed. Four days after the couple was found, another body was discovered on a highway pullout two kilometers from where a burned-out truck was. The victim was later identified as Leonard Dyke from Vancouver, and that truck was found to have been driven by the two teens and later revealed to have been stolen. As authorities looked into the two boys' background, they went from being possible missing or potential victims of a serial killer into the alleged killers themselves. It turns out the teens were obsessed with Nazis and Hitler, they had posted photos of themselves in Nazi garb and gas masks and also have expressed disturbing comments to friends. Schmigelski had also said he wanted to kill his family after his parents went through a bitter divorce in 2005. According to his father, his son turned to video games and YouTube as a way to escape. Cam McLeod's family are also trying to make sense of everything. They released a statement saying all they know is that Cam is a kind, considerate, caring young man. Royal Canadian Mounted Police as well as the Royal Canadian Air Force were both using planes and ground vehicles to find the two young men. Then on August 7th, in an undisclosed location, the bodies of the two young men were found. They were discovered to have killed themselves, each with a single gunshot to the head. So they are with the Strange and Scary Mysteries of the Month for August 2019. Every day we encounter strange and mysterious stories that most of us don't know what to make of. These are just a handful, but there's still so much more to uncover. If you enjoyed watching this video, then please subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell. We have new videos every Wednesday and Saturday that we know you'll want to check out. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you soon.